today on Media Download. From Montclair State University and WMSC-FM, the latest on technology. Digital privacy is a concern. Streaming is king. It's trending now. And media issues. Let's start with the presidential campaign. The frontrunner is firmly in the lead in every national poll. What's the press's responsibility? I will not give him the credit he probably sought prior to this horrific and cowardly act. And top business headline news. It's online streaming versus Hollywood. Curated by your host, Meryl Brown. Hello and welcome to Media Download. I'm Merrill Brown, Director of the School of Communication and Media at Montclair State University. As we speak, booths and extensive interactive displays for popular films, series, games, comic books, and toys are being built just a few miles from here at the Javits Center for what the industry is predicting will be the biggest New York Comic Con yet with 180,000 fans expected to attend this year. This convention that began in 2006 by taking one hall in the basement of the Javits Center has not only taken every square inch of that massive building, but they've been forced to expand to three other venues around New York City. Joining me today to discuss the phenomena of comic conventions is Aub Driver, Director of Publicity at Digital Trends. Prior to joining Digital Trends, Driver was the publicity manager and booth MC at Dark Horse Comics for six years, working with A-list talents such as Avengers director Josh Whedon, Guillermo del Toro, Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance, Kirk Hammett from Metallica, as well as some of the biggest writers and creators in what is now the massive comic book world. Welcome. How's it going? Uh, it's good. How are you? Great, man. Good to be talking to you today. Good to be talking to you, and we look forward to having you and 180,000 of your friends in New York. Um, tell us yeah. how it is that New York Comic Con has become the biggest entertainment phenomena of its kind. You know, New York Comic Con is, uh, is a fascinating case study. You know, the San Diego Comic Con, just to, just to touch on that for a second, has been around for like 30 years, and like that kind of grew the pop culture and comics fandom uh you know need for the uh for the convention for a con for a meeting place for fans of all ages and uh and fandoms to get together and, and talk about their favorite things comics pop culture stuff whatever new york much shorter growth period you're talking about 10 years uh to date um and and this year I know you said 180,000, but I think that that's only attendees. So that's the uh, that's the fascinating part about New York Comic Con is it's been able to grow much larger than even San Diego can because San Diego has capped their attendance rate um, at about 130, I think. And so 180, yeah, in and out as far as uh, fan attendance, but it might be as much as uh, 200k, including you know booth uh, staff and people who are are there throughout the entirety of the show. Um, and why? Pop culture is super hot. <laughs> Everybody wants to be in to talk about their favorite things they watch on TV, their favorite books that they read, uh, their video games, uh, favorite tech, toys, etc. But this is a definition of pop culture that maybe from afar might seem narrow, but when you really look at Comic-Con, it's quite broad, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's anything that is really in the... Uh, you know, it's in the ma- major mainstream of uh, of pop culture, right? And so that has just it's it's um, uh, ballooned outwards into not, not just being comic books, because now we're seeing comics books have drastically influenced the way major television or movie studios are producing films or TV, and it's uh, it's influencing you know all different aspects of our life. And so it's just funny to see how the comic culture has really pushed pop culture out into that mainstream vibe. 
But I think the scale of Comic-Con, when you talk to some number of general mainstream uh, pop culture consumers, maybe at a slightly different level than this group, the scale of it surprises people still, even though we're now uh, fairly far along in its evolution. Why is that? It's sort of underneath the mainstream media sphere. Uh, Let's see. I mean, you know, it's... uh underneath the mainstream media sphere. You know, I don't know. I don't think it is anymore. I think that it's getting to the point of total saturation, um, which is the interesting thing to note about these different, you know, giant cons is that they are just, they're getting so massive in these major media markets that people are starting to pay attention to them. And New York specifically is just such a huge show it i mean it's taken over not just the javits but it's also now in like the hammerstein ballroom and it's in uh, a couple other um venues around the city and it's gone so far as to expand its programming not just the dates of the show but a week prior to the show um so i think i don't think it's something that, that mainstream media can necessarily ignore um the thing that mainstream media tends to ignore for for like something like comic-con is the actual basis of comic-con which is comics and that's the thing that is driving, uh, you know, all this different content creation, these original ideas that are done by people, you know, case in point example, which is, you know, the largest one that people know, Robert Kirkman with The Walking Dead. You know, Kirkman invented that comic years ago, and then it just happened to take off the hit TV show on AMC, and then the rest is history. But that boom started in comics. And so I think that mainstream media sees what's on TV, what's on tele- or what's in, in the theaters, and knows that fans are out there and that these cons are there to support that, but they also need to take in consideration where it all originated. And, and, where, and when did music on the scale of somebody like Metallica really start integrating into this world? <laughs> I mean, you know, the Metallica thing was weird. You, you know, we had, um, we had Metallica do San Diego Comic-Con uh, two, three years ago, uh, and they came and did a special show to promote their, uh, their movie Through the Never that came out. So it was a very small venue show, which was great. It was awesome to see them there. But, you know, as far as, you know, saying that they are pop culture, I mean, I suppose, yes, yes, you absolutely can say Metallica is pop culture. I mean, they have remained, you know, 30 years relatively unchanged with they still have a a top charting uh, black album um, every single week on the the list. So, I mean, you can you can call Metallica pop culture. Uh, But then let's take a step back and say, well, Kirk Hammett, you know, guitarist from Metallica, just happens to be a total horror junkie he is uh all about collecting the the um the old ec horror stuff ec archives um he's very into that and and, and very into the old horror movies and so when he decided to do a pop vinyl figure line he suddenly entered himself into this new world of pop culture and pop culture uh or sorry pop vinyls are highly collectible high-end little vinyl figures that are made and so he did a couple spooky ones and released them at the show and so that you know that gets him in (laughs) it makes him one of us right that's and that's what this is all about it's all about everybody is uh is interested in something and everybody is together in that the uh, big film that's going to get a lot of attention at comic-con this year is the war of the planet of the apes um what's your point of view on that and its fit into comic-con and what it's going to mean culturally War, the Planet of the Apes. Well, I don't know. I'm not really sure. You know, the uh, the interesting fact there is that you know that's that's obviously a franchise that's been done, and it's um and it's a major franchise. The uh, the whole Planet of the Apes 
uh, deal. In fact, before I uh, uh, left Dark Horse, we were uh, launching a new comic line that was Tarzan and the Planet of the Apes, and so it was a different type of crossover. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it's it's going to do well, and it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be, um, an, you know, an interesting kind of film to to take a look at. The question that I have, though, is just looking at blockbusters or what should be blockbusters across the line for, like, this summer and into the fall, is how they're actually doing and performing monetarily. I think that, you know, and this is just, again... It's well, we know how they're performing. Possible. They're performing poorly uh, over the course exactly, of this year, at least. Exactly, yeah. because the shift is to streaming. I right. mean, that is where we're at now. And so we've shifted culturally to this binge streaming culture that wants, you know, things instant gratification and they want it now and they want to see it there, that way and they don't want to spend massive amounts of money to go to the theater anymore. Um, so I don't know. I'm not really sure I wore the plan of the We shall see. Um, uh, what's the story that you imagine um, coming out of Comic-Con that we'll be reading in uh, the trade and consumer press come early next week? To the big story yeah. to check out? Yeah. What's going to come out of this thing? Well, you know, I think that there are a lot of things that are beneficial to New York um, instead of, uh, say, San Diego. You, you have a different audience. I mean, you don't have as much access um, from the Hollywood side, but there's definitely a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of components to it. Like, for example, uh, Stan Lee is rumored to be making his very final appearance. And Stan Lee is the original, <laughs> the real OG of the comics circle, right? How, how old is Stan so, now? 94, I want to say. Um, you know, he's, he's getting up there. So this will be, you know, final chance to actually go out and, and see Stan in person. So that's a, that's a big draw. Um Additional stuffs that are going to be, you know, I feel like there's a lot of fans and press that want to get in and see, you know, what the big, the entertainment guests are going to do. So, you know, they want to get in to see the Doctor Who panels. They want to find out what's coming next uh, and be the first to report on that type of thing. Uh, you know, they, they want to see what the Ash versus Evil Dead panel looks like because you get to see Bruce Campbell, who's a legend, and Lucy Lawless come together and talk about their new stuff. And, these things that were cult hits, like, uh, for example, Evil Dead or, or, or uh, um, Army of Darkness, for example, uh, they are coming back in such a fashion that they, people are demanding to see more. And so I'm hoping there's going to be some big announces um, coming out of the beginning of the show. Usually it happens on Thursday as a lot of the big announced stuff happens, but yeah, maybe Saturday as well. For those of us who w w can't go or live outside the New York area, what's the best way to follow what's going on at Comic-Con if you're at home in Portland, Oregon, or someplace else? Is it Twitter these days, or what's what's the best route to well, Comic-Con from afar? Everybody everybody tends to get their news from social media nowadays. I mean, people are obviously on Twitter, people on Facebook, a lot of people on Instagram, Snapchat's big thing to, uh, to follow for a lot of brands. Uh, you know, I think... <clears throat> If you're a fan of a certain brand or a certain publisher or a certain movie studio, a certain actor, etc., you should obviously be watching their feeds if you know that they're going to be there and you know attending or exhibiting at the show. Uh, but then again, if you're not there and you just want to kind of play a little bit of catch-up with what the news is coming out of New York Comic Con, it's always best to watch the uh, the industry-related sites, the, the the specifically pop culture news sites. 
Uh, comicbook.com is a great one. Uh, CBR is another one, comic book resources, CBR.com. Um, Bleeding Cool seems to be everywhere and anywhere at Comic-Con, uh, at every single show, and so they usually have all that news. But again, it's all very industry insider. And if you're just focusing on the movies and entertainment side of things, I'm sure that you could go to Entertainment Weekly and stay up to date on all the major announcements for that type of media. And and what are you going to be doing this week in New York? Well, I'm probably going to be tuning into WMSC and uh, you know listening to what you guys are covering for the show because I'm sure you're going to be out there in some force uh, <laughs> making sure that uh, everything is is mentioned and and, see, and heard by your uh, listeners. But uh, you know I will stop by and definitely uh, check out what's going on i'm sure uh you know the dark horse staff is going to do an amazing job as they always do and marvel will have some sort of major presence seeing as how they're in new york the true new york publisher although i'm sure if you listen uh, or read valiant comics they will fight you tooth and nail on who the true new york publisher is dc probably will have something some sort of representation there um i'm sure you know coming off of suicide squad they want to start hyping the next big thing and, uh, you know, aside from that, I always get excited to go to Artist Alley in New York City because Artist Alley is the biggest gem that you can do and see if you are actually in or at New York Comic Con. Um, you know, to actually go up to a, an actual artist who is sketching or drawing or painting and they are, you know, they've done your favorite characters for years and to be able to have a face-to-face conversation with them and then, you know, maybe do an exchange or pay for original art, priceless. That type of interaction is, is better than seeing anybody, you know, do some sort of panel just sitting from the audience. And, and all, where, where is that? Where is Artist Alley? Artist Alley is in the far, so like, you know, you go into the Javits, the Artist Alley is way out uh, down the right-hand side. I'd have to look at a map of the Javits, um, but it's basically in that uh, east wing of the Javits. Let's call it that. Uh, good, good to know. Good to know. Um, so what do you imagine? Where is this world of Comic-Con going? You know, we live in a world that's uh, it's ironic that social media and social interaction is so important, yet there is something wonderful and increasingly wonderful about events and getting together. Um, what, what do you make of that uh, duality? Well, the thing uh, that I think is, is happening with, with uh, Comic-Cons and pop culture, etc., is that you know, you're, you're going to continue to see Expanse um, if you really wanted to. If you really, really, really wanted to, you could go to a convention, not necessarily specific to comics, but maybe it's, you know, some sort of other uh, uh, meetup or pop culture style convention in any city on any given weekend across the United States or internationally. So they're everywhere. It just so happens that New York happens to be the pinnacle of what, you know, Comic-Con should be, uh, San Diego being a close second. And then, you know, if you were to spell it out, Toronto Fan Expo is another great one to get to uh, and a close third. They're going to keep to grow. Uh, San Diego can't grow much further, um, so that's going to be a hard thing to watch. How that kind of goes, that that's going to become a very uh, that's going to be like a uh, hard to get into. It's already extremely hard to get into event, but people are going to be clamoring to get in. But New York will continue to grow, continue to you know expand programming. What they really need to do though is, since you can't really expand the Javits, they really need to finish up the construction around the area and start you know start having that programming closer in. Uh, instead of spreading out throughout the city. Well, that's that's right around the corner. That's right around the yeah, corner. Oh, that, yeah, I know. The, the west know, side of Manhattan you know. is quite something, and it's just about done. Uh, uh, yeah. Listen, Ob, we are we are actually out of time, 
It's been great talking to you. Have a great Comic-Con. A lot of us will Thank see you, you uh, in Manhattan when you get here, and we look forward to that. Thanks for the kind words great. about our radio station, and thanks for joining us. Anytime, and uh, keep listening to WMSE. Appreciate that. If you'd like more information about this episode of Media Download, you can email us at gm at wmscradio.com or call us at 973-655-3135. I'm Merrill Brown, and thanks for listening.